Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Last year, did you not say this 2022 will be nice? He said 2022, and the feeling is nice. Oh, Makito Lapa, all the big tongues. 2020, now 31st night, 2022. But look at Tedeba. 2023 is going to be amazing. I will do this. I will do this. I will do that. I will do that. Hey, live by faith. So wherein is the righteousness of God revealed? As it is written, the just shall live by faith. You were saved by grace through faith. There's nothing you can do sitting down right here without faith. Without faith. People will be so hungry for this kind of truth. Because this thing that we follow, the rituals, it becomes rituals ever flow. Because you realize that Charlie, you've been chasing the wind. You've been chasing the wind. At that day, ye shall know that I am in the So right now, you must know. All right, go on. 21. He that hath my commandment and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him. And we will and will manifest myself to him. Okay, go on. So now he changed the topic. He stopped talking about the Holy Spirit. Then he talked about another thing. He talked about Judas. Then in John chapter 15 verse 26, he spoke about the Holy Spirit again. Remember chapter 13 to chapter 16, he was talking about the Holy Spirit. But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from even the spirit of truth. Why is he called the spirit of truth? Because he's a true spirit. Is that why there's an evil spirit? Why is the Holy Spirit called the spirit of truth? Because when we say truth, aletheia, truth in the Greek is aletheia, meaning revealing reality. God is reality. He cannot be known until he is revealed. And the one who reveals him is the Holy Spirit and the Word. When you study the Word of God, you get to know the Father because the Word of God is revealing him. Now, the Holy Spirit is the one who guides you in the Word to know that revelation of God. So the reason why he's called the Spirit of Truth is, be is because he is the Spirit that can only reveal the reality of the Father. That is why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says that nobody called Jesus accursed. Nobody called Jesus Lord except by the Spirit. And anyone that has the Spirit does not call Jesus accursed because the Holy Ghost will cause you to see the reality of Jesus. And the Holy Ghost will cause you to know the Lordship. Today, you can decide to lord over Jesus because you haven't seen his reality yet. But when you were being born, the day you became born again, you said, with my heart, I believe unto righteousness. With my mouth, I confess Jesus as what? Your Lord. That is the day you said, be my master. How can he be your master yet? You want him to listen to you. 
What it means is that you receive Jesus, but you have not been taught about the lordship of Jesus. The day you are taught the lordship of Jesus, you always bow to him. Let me show you. One of the ways to bow before Jesus is to go into his word. How do I know? We just read. He said, if you love me, if you love your master, you go by his words. Is that correct? So he said, if you love me, obey my word or do my word. He said, he that had my commandment and keepeth them. The word keepeth them in the, in, the, in the Greek means do them. It is he that loveth me. It is not your offering that shows you love him. Now, if your offering is in line with the word, you love him. If your tithe and everything you are doing is in line with the word, it's an expression of your love to him. That's why when I'm praying for your seed, I say thank you for our expressions of love to you. Whatever you do, if it is not backed by the word, you don't love him yet. What does he mean? Everything you do must be backed by his word. He is the master. This, he is the one that is revealing the father. So you must bow to him by bowing to every word that he says. When you are sick, by his word, he says you are already healed. So when you say, I am sick, by his word says, by his stripes, you were. He said, before the sickness came, you were healed. Did you say, no, I can feel it. I am sick. Doctor, doctor, am I sick? He said, no. Do you know what it means? You don't love the Lord. When you love the Lord, you, are, you hold the pen and say, by his stripes, I were healed. Oh, healing is already there. Thank God I am healed. What are you doing? You are enforcing the word of your lover. If you don't go the way of the word, you are not expressing love. It's not bringing that. Do you remember the widow's might? There were those that had gold and big money. Jesus didn't see it. The Bible says he went to stand somewhere and looked into the heavens and saw that that widow gave the best. It is not in your fat offerings. That is why it is wrong for a man of God to coerce people to bring money. They will bring the money not according to the word of God, not out of a cheerful heart. Because the word says bring it out of a cheerful heart. If they bring it out of compulsion, out by prophetic word, they don't love the Lord. They just want something of him. So when you are giving offering, eh, be excited. Be excited about it. Don't give an offering because and then the basket will go and then uh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh. Give out of a cheerful heart. So Sunday, the first fruit service, when you are coming, come with whether you have the money or not. Come. If you don't have the cash, come and look at people who are excited about giving unto the Lord. Because first fruit is in the word. Please, first fruit is not under the law. In fact, first fruit was the first offering that was given before tithe. First fruit was given several years before the law came. So when you talk about those who don't want to give, they will say, but it's, it's part of the law. Because Leviticus says, Numbers says, if, okay, when Numbers says, have you done? <laughs> give unto God. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Okay, I won't talk about money. You guys, you are loaded too much. Yeah. Let's go on. There's a lot to say. John. Okay, we are done. Uh -huh. He said, even the spirit of truth. So, we, I've, I've explained the spirit of truth. I'm going to do a short video on some of these topical issues. The spirit of truth. And I'll talk about it for like 30 minutes and explain. Because people must understand. There are things we say we don't understand. Today, he's called the Holy Spirit. Tomorrow, he's called the spirit of truth. Tomorrow is called the Holy Ghost. Tomorrow is called the Holy Spirit, the, uh, uh, the wisdom of God, the Spirit of wisdom. He is called. You must understand why he is called like this. Go and ask something. In his time, he, he was only spirit, no holy, no ghost, no spirit of the Lord. Nothing. He was just spirit and the spirit and the spirit. I said, oh, something minifi. <laughs> but you must understand why the Holy Spirit was using spirit. You must understand. I'll tell you about the story of Samson. Eh? It's not about Delilah. What do you guys know? The story of Samson is about Jesus. If you don't see Jesus in Samson, you're thinking of a, a, a macho man, a strong man. 
And all people, all people, people will say, you know, that's the side of truth anyway. You know, how Delilah did it and he didn't listen to God and blah, blah, blah. The story was just talking about Christ. When I tell you, you'll be like, ah. I'm about to even tell you something now. Okay, uh-huh. So the spirit of truth, which, uh-huh, look at it. He does what? Proceeds from the Father. So it tells you what the Holy Spirit is. He is in the Father, so he proceeds from the Father. Jesus, the word. He what? He was in the bosom. He came from the bosom. So it tells you where the Holy Ghost is and where the word is. You understand the, 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 the coexistence now? So the Father is there, but the Holy Spirit is in him. See, the Bible says that the word Yahweh means that the self-existing God. Now, the, the Father God, Jesus, you, uh, the, the Godhead was actually living in the Holy Ghost. So in himself means in his spirit, in the Holy Ghost. Now, in the Holy Ghost, there's no existence. Existence was created. It's part of creation. So before existence, he lived in himself. Now he created existence, I told you, lowered himself and entered there. He did all these things just because of you. Now after going through all this pain, then he says, you went to where men Taza. So you go to heaven. Alright. Okay. So in chapter 15 too, he talked about the Holy Ghost. Yeah, Major. Then in chapter 16, verse 12 and 13, he also talk, spoke about the Holy Spirit. 16, he said, I yet I have many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. As I'm talking now, there are some of you that you cannot bear. Don't worry. The Holy Ghost is the, is the answer. He said, how be it when he Okay, why the Holy Spirit emphasized all throughout, we never saw he. The spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit. But here, he says he. He wants to tell you that whoever he has been talking about is not a feeling. It's not a wind. He's a person. He's called he. Not it. Not a bird. The Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit is not a bird. He descended like a dove descends. He is not a bird. I'm saying it into the camera. Oh, look, otherwise we could be having service and a white lost bird can enter here right now. And some of you will be like, The Bible says that he descended like. So how he descended, like when the bed is about to descend. The way he descended, that's how the Holy Ghost came. He is not a bed. So you go and buy a bed picture in your room. Say, that's my God. <laughs> he is as God as the Father. You are talking about the Almighty. That's who the Holy Ghost is. Look at it. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like upon him. The last time we were having a service, an eagle came to stand on my, and you saw me here. So the Holy Ghost is, a, is an eagle. <laughs> you know some of you use the lion and the eagle. It's not bad. But don't put too much whatever in that. Maybe that lion is a sick lion. No, you know, people like to take things to the extreme. So you never see me put lion or I don't do that. I don't. Yes, I know when you study the word of God and you get deeper into the things of the spirit, you always see an apostle as a lion. The way we behave, they behave. And then the eagle as well, because the eye can see deeper into the spirit. Can you see that? So they, they signify with that one. How, how far and sharp the eagle. The eagle can be somewhere on the mountain and can see a fish in the sea. And it can go there and pick it up. That's how the prophetic eye is like. See, don't abuse it. You see, people use the lion as speaking in tongues. Kaya, kaya. Speaking in tongues is not anywhere comparable to it. It's called musterion. Mosterion is not roaring. 
Mysterion means speaking the unspeakable in the spirit. That is what you speak. You are speaking Mysterion. The unspeakable. What your mind, your mouth is not able to utter. That is what the Holy Ghost has given you the ability. Remember in Acts chapter 2, he said, as the spirit of the Lord gave them what? Utterance. He gave them the ability to utter Mysterions. It's like you've gone to, you know, somewhere to see something amazing. That's your mouth you can't say. Mm, mm, that's Mysterion. Like this. Mm, 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 you can't say it. Paul went to heaven and said, I was in the third heavens. You know, and he said, the things that I say, my mouth cannot utter them. Mysterion. But for us, oh, we speak Mysterion. When you are speaking in tongues, there are things in the spirit that your mouth should not say. But the Holy Ghost gives you the ability to utter them. Can you see the difference here? So a man that speaks in tongues is not a lion. It only stirs you up. That's raw in the morning. But your speaking in tongues is not a lion. Okay, whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak. He shall show you things to come. That's one of the benefits of the Holy Spirit. So just to cut it short here. So he began to speak about the Holy Spirit from John chapter 13 to chapter what, 16. Then in chapter 17, he prayed for the world, for the priest, uh, for the disciples and for himself. And then in chapter 18, Jesus was arrested. Can you see this? All right. So why was this discussion in the upper room? Hello? Hi. We are not coming there, right? Yes, there are four items we need to talk about. Even though I may finish one, it's okay. Why did Jesus not talk about these amazing things, about the Holy Spirit and all this amazing? Why did he not speak somewhere on the park or, you know, on the mountains or somewhere? Why did he say they should go to the upper room? Okay, I tell you this. Because in the upper room or in the upper chamber, that is where highest spiritual discussions take place. That is why when you pray and you speak in tongues, prayer is called what? Prosec. Prosecomai. The Bible says that he that speaketh in unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men because that matter men cannot handle. You just saw. He said, yet I have many things to tell you, but you cannot bear them. But when the Holy Ghost comes, he will show you all things. It means there are some discussions that only men can understand and have that discussion. But there are some discussions that is the highest form of discourse. And it takes place in the upper chamber. Like the word of God. Studying the word of God places you in the upper chamber. In the, in the upper room. Why? Because it is only at that point in time you begin to reflect the glory of Christ just like himself. We all with open faces looking us in the mirror, the glory. We shall what? Be changed from glory to glory. The word is we shall reflect the glory. So when you gaze into the word of God, there are a lot of higher things that happen. When you just memorize a few scriptures, you are not in the upper chamber yet. The upper chamber, Jesus had worked with them for three to five hours. You cannot tell me you are in the upper chamber and all you can do is do one hour in the word of God or 30 minutes in the word of God. You are a joke. You are either in the first floor or the second floor. The serious business takes place in the third floor. Are you with me? Yes, sir. <laughs> How is this important? Go to Acts chapter 1 from verse 7. Alright. And he said unto them, now remember, he had spoken about the coming of the Holy Spirit. He was going to hand over to the Holy Spirit. So now, when Jesus was ascended, he levitated and went to heaven. He told them to go to the upper room and wait. Because the Spirit that is coming, he cannot be received on the ground floor. He cannot be received on the first floor. He's a serious man or spirit being, sorry. And he's only encountered. Now that's the one of the ways. People say, I don't feel the Holy Ghost. God doesn't talk to me. It's because you are playing on the ground floor. And you are playing on the second floor. Look at it. 
I'll show you something here. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or seasons which the father had put in his own power. Go on. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost uh, part of the world. Uh-huh. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. Go on. The Holy Ghost welcomed him. Ah, uh, okay. And while they looked steadfastly towards heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them. Say two men. Two men. In white apparel. You know who these are? These two men, they are cherubims. Not in their full glory. I will explain. I'm about to blow your mind. Which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, sh- shall so come in like manner, like in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. So physically, he hasn't come. The next time we see him come physically, he is not coming here. He's going to Israel. His mount, his feet shall hit on the Mount of Olives. Where he say, as you see him go, you shall see him come. Where did he go? Where did he, where did he stand to go? On the Mount of Olives. So Zachariah promised that when Jesus is coming, his feet shall touch the Mount of Olives. And when his feet touch the Mount of Olives, he shall walk into Jerusalem. Because the second coming of Jesus Christ is actually for, for the people of the Jew. The, I mean the Jews. That's why he's coming back. That's another story. Okay? Now look at it. Then return they unto Jerusalem from the Mount of what? Olivet. Which is from Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey. Go on. And when they were come in, they went up into an what? Anagayon. It's called the upper chamber. They went to that. Why, why not the Garden of Gethsemane? Why not somewhere else? Somewhere else? Why the upper room? Where about Peter, James, he mentioned all these guys. Uh-huh. Amazing things are here. If you count them, they are 12. These all continue with one accord in what? Prayer. So in the upper room, prayer was offered. And supplication. Supplications is taking... Look, some of you don't know how to supplicate. But the Bible says that when you are anxious, there is a way to get over anxiety. He says that switch. Say, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, prayer and supplication. Because there is a difference between prayer and the service between supplication. Prayer is, supplication is under prayer. But prayer is not under supplication. Hmm? And how, at what point do you supplicate? Who knows supplication? So at what point do you use supplication? The Bible says pray with all kinds of prayer. Pray with all kinds of prayer. And then he said, with thanksgiving, let your request be. He says, in one accord, prayer end. Meanwhile, supplication is a kind of prayer. But prayer in itself is no supplication. Now, there were 12 men. Then he said, woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with the brethren. Hmm. So 12 men, then woman. Then go on. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of names together were about 120. 120. This is amazing. That's 12 times 10, isn't it? Hmm. The men were 12. Now, total number, 120. What is God trying to say here? In the chamber, that is where government takes place. The number 12 is the number of government. Oh, Jesus. Do you know the ecclesia, the church, you and I, together, we are called the church, the ecclesia. We underutilize our meaning and who we are. The meaning of ecclesia is not necessarily, yes, it's the church, but it actually means governmental authority within a jurisdiction. So, you see, we are in Ghana as believers. So that, you see, you see whatever, the way the economy is going down. Please, if you are a Christian, don't ever blame those people there. 
Because you haven't been doing your job. The church has not been doing the job. How many ministries? How many men of God? How many churches can boldly say every day they spend time praying for the government, praying for the ministers, praying for the president, praying that the spirit of God will cause them to begin to move the economy in a particular way. No. Because the needs of the church will not allow us to focus on the government. Because we are the government within this nation. When you go to Togo, there are Christians there. They are the government within their jurisdiction. This is not where we come from. He that is from above is above all. We are citizens of heaven. That is where we come from. But God says we are ambassadors of God here on the earth. And the Bible says, first of all, prayer must be made to those in authority. First of all, it's not last of all. First of all, you ask yourself, we have become so selfish because we don't even know who we are. We don't know where we come from. You think the American ambassador is worried about you? He is here representing the American president. Is that correct? Yes, sir. When things get out of hand, he can just chip in a word or two. But when things get out of hand, he will just carry it in and go back to his country. You can try God. When the economy is too much for you, you must tell God you want to come. And leave. But if we can go down, we will begin to exercise authority. You don't understand why he chose the 12 tribes of, of, of Israel. You still don't understand why he chose the 12 disciples when he came. You still don't understand why he chose the 120. You still don't understand why the pillars of heaven are 12. You still don't understand the number 12. The church has not come to that dimension. And why it is 120 times 10? It's a complete government. Perfect government. Yeah. That's what it is. So they were 120. Why did he choose 120? Because the government of God called the kingdom of heaven was about to be unleashed into the head. Please, the kingdom of heaven is not a place, I told you. The kingdom of God is not a place. Heaven is a place. But the kingdoms are not. 16, eh? Okay, so men and brethren, this scripture must need have been fulfilled which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. Go on. For he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. Uh-huh. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst and all his bowels gushed out. Uh-huh. And it was known unto all the, that dwell, all the dwellers at Jerusalem in so much that the field is called in their proper language Asadama. That is to say the field of blood. Uh-huh. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation, who is speaking now? Why is Peter now able to remember the book of Psalms and, and know that the Holy Ghost caused David to speak and so on and so forth? Why? Because of what the encounter he had in the upper room. When the Holy Ghost came, Peter knew all things. Peter knew all things. <laughs> See, we have underestimated the Holy Ghost for too long. That is why we are not able to walk in some dimensions. People sit before you and you cannot even tell anything. Because you have been joking and playing with the Holy Ghost in the first floor. When a man encounters the fullness of the spirit which you already have. You need to now learn how to unleash the fullness of the spirit. I have become so conscious of him. That all I need to do is open my mouth. Look as I'm talking to you. I see scriptures. If you follow my messages very well. You realize that I begin to say a statement and I jump and I go somewhere else. And I jump and I, you realize that I have left certain things out. Because the spirit of God in the upper room brings them and what he wants you to talk about. The, listen, Bible school is nothing. Bible is, you guys, the kind of things you know now. As a, as a man of God, your death is the Holy Ghost. Your death is not what you went to school for. In the physical world, your death is as a result of the academic knowledge you have. 
So if I do masters, it means I have more knowledge than the one that has done first degree. If I've done professor, and you know, but in the spirit, your qualification doesn't matter. It is your willingness to dive. You have your Bible, you don't study. You want to be deep? You cannot be deep without the word. <laughs> Can you hear me? All right. Look at Peter. Quoting the book of Psalm. Timid Peter. 21. Wherefore, of these men which have accompanied with us all the, the time that the Lord Jesus went in and among us. Uh, quickly. Beginning from the baptism of John. Charlie, the guy is now giving revy. Beginning from the baptism of John unto the same day that he was taken up from us. Must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection? Uh-huh. And they appointed two. Look, I want to see something here. And they appointed two. Joseph called Barsabbas. Who was his surname Justice? And Matthias. And they prayed and said, Thou Lord, which knowest the heart of all men, show whether these two thou hast chosen. Today, nobody wants to pray before you choose leaders. Nobody wants to pray before you choose people to take certain positions. Because you don't see it. You think it's your mind. These guys live the life full of the spirit of God. Even choosing Matthias and whatever. They could have chosen them based on qualification, based on looks, based on money, based on something. But they went back to Jesus. He said that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship because they realized this thing is not a joke. From which Judas by transgression fell that he might go to his own place. Uh -huh, go on. And they gave forth their lots. And the lot fell upon Matthias. And he was numbered with the 11 apostles. In other words, Jesus chose him and added him to. Don't be quick to just select people. They will, dis they will destroy you. You are starting a company as a Christian. You are just, because you have CV, because you see first degree, second degree. For all you know, God is bringing you uh, SS graduates. And he will empower them like a holy up and Bezalel. And you shall form them in a way you want them to form. To run the business. See, there is a way men think, oh Jesus. It's difficult to say this thing, but sometime to come, you will understand. You have a business. These things are real. You have a Christian company, it's dying. Because you just chose anybody out because of qualification. You never went on your knees to pray. So you brought in armed robbers, you brought in people that would destroy the work. Because you have never seen the essence of prayer. Keep staying in the upper chamber and offer prayer. You may have people that look like they don't qualify. Mm -hmm. Because at the point where you think they don't qualify, that's why God will show forth his strength. Are you with me? Now, then in chapter 2, he now showed us, because they were still in the upper room, look at something here. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. In the upper room. Alright. And suddenly, there came a sound. I hope you understand verse 1. And suddenly, say suddenly. Suddenly. Hmm. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. As of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Wow. Wow. Suddenly, there came a sound. There are two revelations I'll share with you here. In fact, three. In the book of Ezekiel, that's the first one. The Holy Ghost used to come and would be in the temple when the, when the temple was built. Until they started introducing idols into the church. So one day, the Spirit of God took the Spirit of Ezekiel into the temple. And he said, look at all these idols that your people. He said, my spirit cannot dwell here. So the Holy Ghost had to leave. But you see, in 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14, the Bible tells you and gives some allocations or some attributions. He said, grace is attributed to Jesus. 
Love is attributed to the Father. Fellowship is attributed to the Holy Ghost. He's trying to tell you the function and the place of the Holy Ghost. He is the one that loves to fellowship with men. Can you see this? That is why your body today is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Because he loves to dwell with men and in men. In other words, the Holy Ghost also has the title Emmanuel. God is with us. Can you see this? Please, Emmanuel is not a name. But the Bible says, and it shall be called Emmanuel. It's a title. It means God with us. The mighty God is not a name. But the Bible says his name shall be. So what is it? How come he was never called all these things when he came? Whoever called Jesus Emmanuel? Who called Jesus? So on his book, who write Emmanuel? Mighty God, everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Ever- we never called him that. He was called Jesus. That is the name. So what are the rest? You go and find out. But I just told you one. Emmanuel is a title. Just like Lucifer is not a name, it's a title. Just like Pharaoh is not a name, it's a title. That's why Herod is also not a name, it's a title. So there are titles. Not names. Otunfo is not a name. But he responds to that name. Can you see this? Okay. So the Holy Spirit is the one that is tabernacled in your flesh. Because that is what he wants to do. Fellowship with men. I want to show you something that will blow your mind from the Garden of Eden. So the Holy Ghost had to leave the temple. And when the Holy Ghost was leaving, the Bible says, and the Holy Spirit lingered. It's like through the gates of the tabernacle, of the temple. It's like he, was, he had to leave because he couldn't stay with idols. But secondly, he didn't also want to leave because he wanted to tabernacle. So he lingered. Through, you know, like you are leaving, like you are, somebody's pulling and you are holding the, the window. Like you don't want to go, you don't want to go. So, so he left. When he left, the Holy Ghost didn't go to heaven straight. He went onto the Mount of Olives first. Before he departed into heaven. So when the appropriate time came for him, for him to come, he rushed down. He rushed down so he can tabernacle the temples that is not made with hands. You see that thing? So when the Holy Ghost came to a man, first of all, he did not come to inhabit in your body. The Holy Ghost first of all came into your spirit, the access into your body. Then he came out of your spirit, stayed in your... He mingled with your spirit and he came out of your spirit into your body. So now, your spirit is mingled with the Holy Ghost, but where he lives actually is in your body. That is why he said, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? And anyone that destroys the body shall be destroyed as well, because where he lives now is in your body. Can you see this? Now, how can he be in your body and you say you are sick of cancer? It means that you are not aware of his existence. Because the day you become aware, that is when you can lay your hands with all authority, knowing that this sickness must live. Because when I stretch forth my hands, it's not me. It's a duo, eh? Yeah. In fact, it's four people's hands. Because in the Holy Ghost, the Father dwells. In the Holy Ghost, the Son dwells. And the Holy Ghost himself dwelling in me. So when I say, get out. See, that is how I cast out sicknesses with ease. Because if it has to do with only me, the demon will, will bluff me. Did you hear what David said? He said, I come against you in the name of the Lord. So when you touch somebody, See, when I, anytime I tell someone, I said electricity will go through you. At that point, I didn't, I don't know electricity will. But once I say that, I am calling upon the effect of the Holy Ghost. You must believe what is inside. Look at your hands. It's not, this one is not ordinary. Look beyond, look beyond. 
So the Holy Ghost rushed back. He rushed back to the earth. It tells you how he longed to be back. To come and be with man. That is why when you ignore him, it hurts him so much. Because he rushed from heaven to come to you. To dwell with you. To inhabit your body. To bring heaven into you. To bring everything you ever needed. All the promises by the covenant. He brought everything inside of you. There is nothing remaining. In fact, all the power in heaven has been brought into you. All the power. That is one side of it. Then the second revelation about this suddenly. (laughs) I've taught you before, but let me add another. It's because, you see, it speaks of the high priest, Jesus. When he took his blood, because I told you in the tabernacle, that for, for, for sins to be, to be pardoned, the high priest must offer blood and himself. And the blood and himself must be accepted. Now, at the hem of their garment are bells and pomegranates. Now, when this offering is received, the father receives the blood and the, and the person. He makes noise. The bells will ring. So the people will know that. So the Bible calls it, he will make a sound. He will make a sound. Now, the sound means that the offerer and the offering have been accepted. Now, when Jesus died and he went to heaven, remember when he rose up from the dead, Mary Magdalene wanted to touch him. He said, no, touch me not, for I have not presented myself to the Father. At that point in time, Jesus went because he was raised from the resurrection. Now, when a man is raised from a resurrection, he becomes a priest or a high priest, remember? So, Jesus went to heaven as a high priest to go and present not any blood, but his own blood and he himself to the Father for acceptance. Can you see this? What was the purpose? I'll show you this. Go to Genesis chapter 3. Verse 23 and 24. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove them out the man and he placed at the can we break something now? You see these two words here. He drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned everywhere, everywhere way to keep the way of the tree of life. Okay. Which means that where Adam was asked to go out, he went out in the place of east. But behind him was the tree of life, which he should have touched. He should not have touched the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but because the tree of life was there and the tree of knowledge of good and evil was there. But they chose to touch because of the words of the enemy. So now when they were leaving, God had to protect because they had they have lost the glory. But once upon a time, this will blow your mind, once upon a time, they had the glory. So the glory was with them to a point where they were not dressed with skins of animals. They were so uncovered with the glory. Now, when they sinned and they became mere men, God had to sack them. But when he was sacking them, this is what I want you to see. He drove them out of glory. Out of glory. Because the, the, the tree which is Christ, must always be in glory. Because he's glory personified. He's glory himself. So Adam and Eve were sacked. So this is the part of East. So they said, get out of East. Leave the place of glory. Then he puts here one cherubim and another cherubim. And in between the sword turns. For what purpose? Man was sacked from glory. He lost the glory. For all have sinned and fallen short of it. Okay, beautiful. Now, in the book of Leviticus, chapter 25 to 27, when God was asking them to build the earthly temple, he made them put the gate of the temple at the east. 
So they must go through the gates. East. The outer court. The inner court. And go back to the holy place. Where the glory is found. So men that were pushed and sucked away from the place of glory are now being made to come back to glory. And they can only come through glory through the gate that is Christ. Can you see this? Now listen. Hmm. What does he mean? God's original intention was not for man to be away from his glory. The original place of a man is in the glory. So even though he sacked man, he sacked man for his own good. Because man has sinned. And man would have gone ahead to touch the tree of life. Listen, it's called tree of life. If man had eaten the tree of life, sin could never have been blotted away or, or washed or, or taken away because it would have become eternal. So God's, oh look I love here. God loves man, man so much that he placed the cherubims. Now anytime you see two cherubims, just know that Christ is around. So when you go into, that is why when you go into the holies of holies, he said on the mercy seat, are two cherubims there. One is here and one is there. The same scenario. When you go to Solomon's temple, as for Solomon's temple, he had the ark of God there like this with the cherubims here. But there were two huge cherubims. One here like this and one here like that. And their feathers were touching each other. And then the ark of God was here. To make, make man understand and think and know that the place of glory where man was pushed away from that place of glory has been restored and the only gate that caused man to come back to the glory could never have been any gate but Jesus Christ for he said I am the door and any man that come into me is saved he said behold I am the way he is the way that way that they were sucked off Jesus became that better way that men could come through that way into that gate, into the holy place. Now, when they get into, when they enter into the gate, they now go to the blazing altar where they see Jesus nailed to the cross for their sake. For he became the lamb that was crucified on the cross. And when they were done, they go to the bronze lava. Can I show you something? Now, you see this bronze lava. It has 12 oxens. And the lava is put on them. Which signifies the authority, the government of the word. Because the lava is the water by which men are cleansed. And so the priests must clean themselves with the water of the word. And when they are clean, they will now enter into the holy place. When they enter into the holy place, they begin to have koinonia. Now with the soul bread, it's like the communion. They ate the body of Christ. On the table of fellowship. In other words, on the Holy Ghost, they ate the communion. Can you see this? And then the menorah. And then the altar of incense. And then when they were done, they now enter into the holy place. But see, remember Jesus, 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 Jesus. Adam was a representation of all men. Is that correct? But when the earthly tabernacle came, it took only one man who did not have all men in him. He only represented them. So Jesus said, no, this is not the original picture. Because in Christ is all men. In Adam was all men. Therefore, I will make all men now go to without having a representative. So he said, when he died on the cross, the Bible says the curtain tore from top head to bottom. And everyone can now go to the place of glory. So today, I don't, you don't need me to, to get there. In fact, it has been made available to you. Why? Because you entered into soteria. You entered into salvation. Every man that is saved has access to the place of glory. 
if you will spend some time in the upper chamber, you begin to pray. Pray for some two hours. Pray for some three hours. Get into the word. Eat the word. Have some communion. If this can become your lifestyle. And when the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, if that same spirit dwells in your body, see, you can add more life to your body, to yourself. Still, you don't age. You can add more life. You don't age. Stay in the place of glory. Keep praying. It is difficult. Prayer is difficult. But make sure you are praying every day. Make sure you are studying the word every day. You have no idea what you are doing to yourself. You are staying in the place of glory. People will look at your skin and there's no wrinkle. After being in the place of glory, the upper chamber with God, he came back and his face was shining like the sun. How much more a man in Christ who is seeing the fullness of God's glory? You choose to gray. I mean, you choose to wrinkle. You see this man standing here? If you are going to be around the next 930 years, this is how you are going to see. Because we won't stop prayer. We won't stop study. The Bible, listen, I'm telling you, I'm not lying. Anytime I see pimples on my face, anytime you see pimples on my face, it's an evidence I've not looked into the word for a while. When I see one, two, it's a sign to me. Once I go and I start studying the word, some one hour, some two hours, some three hours, after three days, it's gone. And my face is like fresh. Because the Bible told me, we all with open faces. He said, looking, looking us in the mirror, the mirror of the word. He said, the glory. He shall be changed from glory to glory. That is why Satan will not let you study the word. That is why he will not let you study or pray. He will cause you to pray all the wrong prayers. Because those ones do not place you in the place of glory. I showed you the story about Eutychus. In the place of the upper chamber, we don't talk about the law. At the upper chamber, all we talk about is grace. If you are not teaching the message of grace, you are not in the upper chamber. Check your Bible. Check your Bible. From glory to glory. Thank you for listening to this message we believe you have been blessed by it we are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us you will fall in love with our wednesday teaching service christian rayma night at 6 p.m encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on friday at 6 p.m and sit under the reign of heaven in our frenesis service on sunday at 8 a.m Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-2751-00800. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed in the name, victory in the name.